Welcome back, everybody, to We Are TPM with myself, Kyle Teixeira. Sitting next to me, as always, is John Teixeira. This week, we are here to do a Q&A session. Questions and answers um, from myself and John. Questions that we have uh, collected together from uh, the brains of our staff. Questions that have been asked. Questions that want to be answered. Um, and here to ask them for us and pull from this hat slash bowl that we have here full of these questions is our man behind the mics, Steve Cosio, who we <laughs> talk about all the time, but he's going to join us this time so you can hear his his radio show voice. Beats us every day, huh? I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a sexy voice. Hey, so, so yeah, so we didn't, uh, we let our staff put these questions together. They were kind of questions that we get on social media, quest, common questions that we hear when we're on the telephone. Um, some of them are, might be a little bit more obscure. I'm kind of scared to find out what. Yeah, what we don't know what these, these are. Because so. we don't know what they are. We let them just kind of build this random bowl of questions so we're just gonna run through it hopefully there's nothing inappropriate in there for right right like i don't hmm. that's all right steve is gonna have to ask the question so if there's anything inappropriate he's the one that's gonna be, feel awkward I love uh, it. yeah but I've, I've also got the ability to put in my the uh, the beeps or the bleeps uh <laughs> if, if they're inappropriate questions all right so if you got any Ooh. questions in addition to these or want to talk to us or, or add questions to our next Q&A session, give us a call, 817-818-9039. Shoot us an email at showmethemoney at wertpm.com. Now, let's get into it. What's question one, Steve? All right, so John and Kyle, you brought a bowl, and the bowl has a uh, uh, several questions. So the first question is... Shoot I'm so glad we asked Steve to use his radio voice. This is great. <laughs> It's like a game show. Kyle like Alex and John, Trebek. how long have you been in real estate? Oh my gosh, we're starting with easy ones. Yeah, that one's easy. I'll let oh, you go ahead. Goodness gracious. Uh, since 2006, uh, practicing real estate as a licensed agent. I practiced a little bit before that as an investor and um, was in the mortgage industry for four years before that. And I've been doing this with him in multiple different ways and ventures and avenues <clears throat> since 2014 2013 somewhere around there so do the math on that 10 years i think all right love it easy peasy what's our next one you've learned a lot in that short period of time too by the way <laughs> <clears throat> our next question man we we got the easiest one yeah, in the bowl that's like, got to be the easiest one good, there good starter too wow. these are random i believe <laughs> okay john and kyle how can the average person invest in real estate? Wow. Ooh, give me a general one. Well, do it. <laughs> <laughs> the average person should just do it. Well, we like we've simple. talked a lot about this on our podcast. I mean, this is this is an easy one. How did you do it, Kyle? The way the way you did it is probably the the best answer. Buy the home you buy your first home first, you know. Buy the buy home the you home live you in live first. In. That's uh the best answer because it's the only answer that gets you an investment benefit and a life benefit. Well, monetary, you know. Okay, financial. but let's let's expand on it though. <laughs> let's take the next step. So, how does somebody get into having an investment property that they don't live in? Step Is, one: save up a down payment. Be smart. Learn about programs that may help you avoid a down payment. Get pre-qualified. 
Well, I, the, the, what I was what I was fishing for there was, and the way you did it was by buying your second home and keeping your first home, right? So most of us have the ability to buy a primary residence for a lot less money down. So like you did, you moved across town from one neighborhood to another as your family was growing. And so been doing that, you got to get a mortgage on a primary residence and keep your old residence as a rental. And that's how you became which is how you describe an investor. You're basically using and that's how primary most residence mortgage on the second one is yep. what you're saying. So I think I think the answer to that question is that's the easiest answer to that question is the average the I think most investors get into investment that way. Well, it said average person invests in real estate. So my answer to that is okay. is figure out a way to buy the home you live in as soon as possible, regardless of market and financial conditions. There you go. Love it. That might be the answer to a future question. All right, Steve, I think <laughs> we're ready for another one. John and Kyle, what's your favorite part of real estate? <laughs> well, I know my, my answer is investing. Um, well, that's general, right? Um, Hmm. The it's a good question. I'd say how unique every deal is. Um, the variety of of homes and and factors that go into um, being successful in real estate and the, the different avenues. You know, people talk about real estate as one thing. It's so many different things. It is. Yeah. So I'd say the variety, wealth building opportunities and. So I feel like I'm going to answer this two different ways. I'm going to answer it the way you answered it, because I think you took a really general approach from a philosophical standpoint of how, what, what is your favorite part of investing kind of in a philosophical way. And I think I would agree with you that my favorite part of, of real estate is investing, right? Or helping people invest or whatever, anything that has to do with investing in real estate, okay? But I'm looking at this from, a, I'm looking at that question from a little bit different, drill down a little bit more. I was thinking about it more specifically, like, what are the moments? What are the pieces of the process that I enjoy the most? And, and this is a, you know, this is a, a perspective you may not have because I've got, I've been blessed to do this so many times and it's sitting at the closing table with a family that's buying their first home, right? There's nothing, maybe not even their first home, but there's nothing more special than sitting at a closing table with a family that's really excited about what they're doing and they're coming, they're coming days, weeks and, and years and what, and they're envisioning what it's going to look like. And you could just tell that this is a really rewarding experience and you're getting to share in it. It's one of the most rewarding experiences in people's life behind, you know, a great um, job opportunity, childbirth, marriage, you know, there's not that many really pivotal moments in your life that are extremely memorable. And I feel like this is one of them and I get to be there for it. All right. Service, service at the closing. I'm going to go with residual income. That's right. final answer. I love it. Final answer. All final right. answer. Passive residual, and residual income. Passive income. I like it. Making I like money your while answer. you're doing nothing. I like your answer. I like it. All right, Steve. John and Kyle. How old were you when you bought your first property? Ooh, I mean, mine's... 
I was 20 years old. And I was, yeah. Me too. I was 20 in like a couple days. I almost did it as a teenager, but, you know. Me too. I want to give my age away, but yes, I was 20 years old. I was, I'll give my age away. I don't give a crap. I was 1990. Easy. Easy money. 1990, bought at FHA, seven three quarter percent, which also happens to be the historical average. Not the question. What's the next question, Steve? (laughs) Kaufman and Broad home. He couldn't give a simple answer to a simple question. John and Kyle, (laughs) what's your favorite restaurant at the moment? Ooh, we could. That's too. That's too general. I'm going to answer for both of us here. If you were to take, you had to find a place where we'd both answer. It's going to be Henry's. Okay. All right. You know what? I didn't even think of that. Okay. All right. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a different answer though, because there's one that has been, so has been my favorite lately. And, and I love it. And I can't wait to get back to it. It's a little place here in Mansfield. And it's called Kaya. Little sushi place. <clears throat> and I absolutely love this place. And I've eaten there two, three times a week at times. And I can't get enough of it. I love it. The best sushi. Some of the best sushi I've had. Um, people keep telling me to go to other places. So I try other places to see if I can fall in love as much. And I can't. This place is great. I'm going to stick to Mansfield because I could go all over the place if you talk all DFW. And Mansfield, it's probably 54th Street just because it's the easiest place to get everyone to agree to go because they they serve absolutely everything. You can't tell me you want burgers or you want... You know, anything you want. Anything all right, well, they want. have it. Let's steak. just go there. Yeah, steak, chicken fried it's, steak. It's they got the, Italian. It's the greatest compromise of all time. Pizza. And they, they have all. like 100 beers on draft. So you can't even tell me that's the reason. Yeah. Like, you got nothing. You got, <laughs> Never had a bad meal there in a great environment. Yep, good call. You know what that place reminds oh. me of? BJ's. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. No bazooka. All right, Steve. You ready for the next one? Yes, sir. John and Kyle. What does it take to list a property? Oh, this is... No, you take that whole whole question. What does it take to list? I'm trying to get the sense of what, what the question is really about. Um, what does it take to list a property? Like preparation-wise, you know, you want to make sure your condition... You always say you want, you want to be the pretty girl on the block, right? Um, so make sure your condition is as impeccable as you could possibly afford to make it, all right? Um, but what does it take for a real estate agent to list it? It takes marketing expertise, professional photography, knowing where to list your property and and how to syndicate it. Um, clearly getting it on the MLS. That's the easy part, right? All, all the agents do that part. Um, open houses, um, there are, gosh, there's so many things. There's a list on, on our marketing thing that I'm trying to go through my list right now. Reputation, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Because this is a huge answer when, you know. It's a The simplest answer, answer is for anyone to list a property. I mean, you could you could go snap, <laughs> Zillow, Zillow, post. Yep. I mean, that gets it done, but it won't get you. <clears throat> it it won't, won't get you the highest price and, and the most exposure. It won't get exposure. you all the things you want, so. So, um, so what does it take? It takes really good marketing. It takes expertise. It takes um, follow-through, um, expertise in negotiation, um, and being able to anticipate through the process when you've done this 420 times, right, then it's easier to anticipate what's going to happen 
at, at, before it happens. You just threw 420 out there on 420. Ooh, I picked I up on that too. <laughs> you guys are stuck so in your smart. head or something. So. You guys are so smart. It's the day we're recording, by the way. So, you know. Yeah, clearly. That's, that's why we did a QA. Clearly, <laughs> we're doing QA on 420. Uh, all right. We're not going to smoke Expertise anything Expertise and this experience album. is the, sh- the simple part of that answer. What we got next, Steve? The next question for John and Kyle. Tell me about your out-of-state property management. What is the process like? Oh, Kyle loves this question. <laughs> Don't you, Kyle? Uh, what is the process like? Well, it's, it's, it's unique. That's what it is. Just give it a one-word answer. It's unique. Um, but it's building systems. You know, we, uh, we, we live in the day and age of, of technology. So the great thing is, uh, you know, probably 60% of our systems can be executed from anywhere. Um, so building out the 40 we have here, boots on the ground, is really what our systems are out of state. Boots on the ground, it's getting that's bo- what Getting it trustworthy is. boots on the ground somewhere else uh, that we can trust and put our name on um, and executing to the same level of service and standard as, as we would here. That's what it comes down to. When we are in these other markets that we're in, it's because we have confidence in our boots on the ground. And we can do that anywhere. We could build that. We can find boots on the ground and find boots on the ground that we have confidence in. We don't necessarily want to, right? Otherwise, we would be in about 12 different markets. If we, yeah. if we accepted everything that people threw at us, We'd be all over the place. You can't make fear-based and decisions out of state either. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, that's true. But good answer, Kyle. Boots on the ground is the short answer to that question. Have really good boots on the ground, and then we use our systems. All right, Steve, I think we're ready. We got through that question. Just being around you guys, I know I know the answer to this question. All right. but, you want to answer but, it too? Uh, yeah, uh, It's and it's only one word. Okay. John and Kyle, when should I start investing in real estate? In two Yesterday. years. Boom. N- tomorrow. Um, two years. Um, April 20th of 2024, maybe. Let's bring it back to the analogy. I'm just being sarcastic. If you want right a now. tree in your yard, how you, do you do you it? You better plant it now. You better plant it now so it can grow, right? Now, now, yesterday. But isn't it better ASAP. to plant trees in the spring, Immediately. Kyle? No. Not trees of wealth, huh? Trees of no. wealth can be planted in any season, can't they? Yes. Go plant that under some snow. It may be cheaper during that time. But what if we don't what if I can't <laughs> find fertilizer? Well, then you're just gonna have to ask Steve what the next question is. The next question to John and Kyle. What's your collection process like? Pay your rent. <laughs> <laughs> this statement. is gonna go badly, it's, I can tell. It's much like the Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. I love it. Do oh. we we do have Guido on our staff, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. I even got it. Well, It is a very cumbersome collection process. Uh, So, you know what? I don't necessarily think that the point of this this question was really to give away every detail of our collection process. I think the point here is to to demonstrate that we do have a very systematic approach to the way we do collections. And basically what it is is a step-by-step approach that starts on the first of the month and goes all the way to evicting you from your home. Mm-hmm. And in that process, we try and give 
As many opportunities, we be empathetic and human, and we give all the opportunities we can for people to get caught up and to be able to stay in the home. Because our goal is not to get to the end. Our goal for everybody is to not have to get to the end of that eviction process. However, we have to continue toward it for the sake of our homeowners not being stuck with yeah, I think what we're differentiated is, is still executing the systematic uh, notice and eviction process that has timelines, notice requirements, and all those things in, in you know, at the same time as you're doing, you're working with the tenant to yep. get caught up in all that stuff, because that's where a lot of people fail, is they don't do both at the same time. The tenant understands why you have to do both, and but you're protecting your homeowner just the same by executing it on the proper timeline. Well, look, you know what? We should do a podcast on this because this is a good topic right here. We and, have. And, and what, again. What, what, um, what, um, what, one thing that comes to mind is that we basically can get somebody out in 21 to 24 days, right? If we need to. So if I'm an investor, one of the things investors worry about the most, we've done a podcast on the biggest worries, right? People, people worry about not getting paid and getting stuck with, you know, having to pay for a home that they're not getting rent on. Well, if I can get somebody out in 21 days from, you know, and get them out before the end of the month, I can literally market it and get somebody in for that following month. And the most you're out is a month, Right. Doesn't that reduce the level of anxiety that an investor would have about about renting if they knew that... Yeah, and you can work with tenants within that same timeline. You're paying, you know, if you want an extra 30 days, then you're going to pay a proportional amount to where our timeline right. doesn't extend anymore. Um, yeah, I think it's all... Yeah, we make deals important. with people, but it has to be deals that make sense. Well, knowing the timelines, because it was in that eviction process, there's all these different timelines, even after those 21 days. Mm-hmm. There's things that you cannot do right and have to start completely over. Mm-hmm. We watch inexperience in court and otherwise mm-hmm. all the time. That you know, th- Those are big effects. You know, you wait... 31 to say you wait 30 days to get your court date and you just did, did it wrong. So now you got to execute this notice process that itself takes, you know, a week, two weeks before you even file again and then wait another 30 days for eviction. So, you know, inexperience can cost you a month or two. Yep. Next. <laughs> John and Kyle, what's your favorite thing about Mansfield? Podcast Mansfield. What a Boom. great, what a great suck up answer. That was the that best was suck up a answer great... I could give, right? Second oh, favorite God. is about Mansfield, recorded by an app podcast Mansfield, right? That's right. God, why are you sucking I gave up him a to plug Steve? Too. Why are you sucking up to Steve <laughs> right now? I, I don't. It was a great. It was a great question. Um, what is my favorite part? You know what? Community. I really, really, um, have enjoyed over the past. 17 years being a part of this community in every aspect, living here, working here, playing here, um, you know, going to church here, um, eating here, all of it. Um, now it's been to varying degrees and some things are getting worse. Some things are getting better like every community. But I think that's the short answer for me is, is community. Pretty much give the same answer. I mean, I don't live here anymore. I just work here. No, stick but, with uh, your answer. It's Podcast Mansfield. <laughs> podcast Mansfield. Goodness but yeah, gracious. I, I'd, I'd say the growth I've seen from Mansfield, but also the parts they've decided to keep 
the same, mm. you know, like downtown and stuff like that. So yep. the uniqueness of Mansfield for sure. Yep, definitely. How many of these questions are we going to do, Kyle? There's there are only a few left. Oh, we're, we're going to do them all? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. John and Kyle, what made you join real estate? Join real estate. That's what it says. Well, why don't I answer first? Because then that'll help you follow up with your answer. So I joined real estate, as I alluded to in an earlier question, when I was in, I was had a nationwide notary service. And if you don't know what that is, if you've ever done a refinance and had somebody come out to your home and sign loan docs, I was a guy that would send that notary and coordinate getting that notary to your home. So it was a nationwide service that I had. And I would say that's what got me two things got me interested in real estate one that doing that for four actually i did it for almost six years um two i did a lot of work for real estate agents um as a contractor so i was in and around the um, environment a lot and then um and then getting into investing was kind of the final straw as i was helping people invest in texas and I was doing some wholesale work with investors, and that was kind of the straw that was like, you know what, I need to go get licensed, and this needs to be my career. And um, that's it. That's that's how I got into it. Was that the question, how we got into it? What made you join real what estate? What made me join real estate? It's a strange way to ask the question. What got you into this, Kyle? Well. <laughs> what made you join real you, estate? Like you were a, doing like it, and you were my something. father, so I, I started uh, – initially just helping you um and then got i guess property management is what sucked me in because just building a business around it is what got me excited and that's what we did so and the investing part is what the long term you know i wanted to do i've always wanted to be an investor um in real estate is as we have said the best way to build wealth in existence and in history right so don't change what's what isn't broken, I guess. <laughs> I could give a lot more answers, but that's the succinct way to do it. I love it. That was succinct, but but I love your answer because that, that is the most honest. Steve, we're ready for you. Ready for the next question. I'm not sure I want to know the answer to this one, but uh, John what's, and Kyle, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? Hmm. I go get coffee. <laughs> uh I'm, usually sometimes i check my phone for for not the reasons 99 percent of other people check their phone i make sure i check my text messages for work-related reasons and ignore everything because, else because you have guests all over the country that might at might all different times periods yeah and make yeah. sure i didn't have a guest wondering why i wasn't answering them at 3 a.m in the morning um, so yeah, I, I go, I check my two apps that cannot wait until after I get ready for the day and ignore the other hundred million notifications. That That's a strange question. Right our staff put that in there. Why do you think our staff wants Maybe to know Maybe they what wanted we do? to know. <laughs> hmm. 
Like, uh, is it really specific? Like, they want to know if I got coffee before I peed, or or what? What do you think? You, I don't know. You think they want those details, or do you think maybe they're hoping that we would say something like, you know, we get up, we pray, we meditate, we read twelve pages of our book, like, right? Like that. That's what they're hoping. We'll say something really motivational like that, huh? Because we should be doing that probably instead. Or maybe of what they're we like, we, you, you wake up and instantly think of all the things we wanted them to do and shoot them a text <laughs> message. That's they're like, is this really what you do with the second you wake? Up and say, ah, do this thing. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. All right, Steve. How many more we got, Steve? Four more. All right. John and Kyle, what brought your family to DFW? Well, the answer for Kyle is easy. Yeah, I was dragged by a <laughs> dragged, <laughs> screaming and crying. No, I'm just kidding. I'll let him answer this. You know, since he did the dragging. Actually, he says dragged, and it was funny, though, because my mom lived here, is the short answer. So if we expand on that answer a little bit, we came here um, to visit. We enjoyed it. I was already looking at the area to invest in because it was a prime spot in the entire country to invest in. And so I started doing that. And I started trying to help other people invest here. And in doing so, decided that we wanted to live here. And it was a good time to do that since my business at the time was a business that I can do from anywhere. That's a short answer. But to go back to your uh, your dragging, kicking, and screaming, the kids also had an impact on our decision to come here because when we brought them through a model home, a first Texas model home, <laughs> big giant hillcrest or something like that, they absolutely fell in love because we lived in a little three-bedroom, 1,100-square-foot home. Kyle, you, at the time, were sharing a bedroom with your little brother. Oh, yeah. And and your bedroom was about 15 feet from my bedroom, and your older brother's was in between it. So that's how small it was. And um, so when you guys walked in that big, huge house, you were all in. And saw a room the size of our living room that you were all been in. mine. Like, so, this is just know. my bedroom? Let's and I had go. just traveled there on a plane, so I had no relevance to, you know, <laughs> where this place was, you know. Like, so you could have been circling the sky for three hours, but, you know. How old were you? I was 10 years old. 10 years when old. we moved here, so dragged or whatever, I didn't really have a choice. You're welcome. Yeah, so, yeah. Good question. <laughs> John and Kyle, what's your current hobby? Ooh, easy. Golf. Golf. Next question. Golf shirts rocking in the podcast. Um, but yeah, golf. John and Kyle, why Mansfield? What? Why Mansfield? Um, like, why did we initially choose Mansfield, do you think, Steve? Yeah, Come up with a better specific. question. No, that's a horrible just question. why Mansfield? Why Mansfield? Okay, it's let's answer it the way we want to. Right? Okay, all right, that's fine. Is that the last one, too? I have one more. Oh, okay. Why Mansfield? Say, like, be quite the All right, I'm going I'm I'm to take, take this question from a standpoint of somebody else asking me why Mansfield, and I'm going to tell them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to incorporate some of our previous questions. Community, values, stability and values, stability and economy, um, school district, um, reputation, um, all of those things. We, just, we're, we are set up here in Mansfield for a long, stable future. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'd answer it in a weird way. Like, it's arguably one of the most 
unique suburb suburb areas I've ever seen. I mean, if you if you know the area, um, just the description. I mean, Fort Worth. You know, it's just south of. It's directly south of Arlington, which nobody talks about Arlington, but it's literally on the list of top fifty biggest cities in the country, right? So you have Arlington that splits Dallas and Fort Worth. So you got three major cities in this country, state, all that, literally bordering each other, and then directly south of them is Mansfield, the suburbs of Mansfield. Um, and we're 30 minutes from Fort Worth, 35 minutes from downtown Dallas, and and 20 minutes shot up into into central Arlington by the ballparks. and and. But then on the southern border of Mansfield, you, you can feel like you're in the Texas you're, country, You're in right? country. So you're it's you're like, like, where are we right now? Yep. Are we in, are we in like, what state are we in? So you could, I mean, we used to say about California, you could go surfing, snowboarding, and, oh, it's and not mountain the same. biking not in the same day, right? No, no, right? I wasn't. It's those are, those are sports things that you care about. But I guess in Mansfield, you could go to the Ranger Stadium and hunting in the lake Ooh, in the same day, did, right? You did try. I, I tried. It didn't you did work. Try. But, uh, I'm not going to try to compare Mansfield to California, but whatever. I wish there was somewhere to go snowboarding. I'm glad I'm here and not know, there. But yeah, we need to make some mountains. Other than that, we'll be fine. <laughs> All right, Steve, we're... I hold the last question. The last, the last question. The Here last we go. Question. Let's do it. It better be All a good right. one. Kyle and John, what makes you happy? Wow. You know what? He started with the best question to start with and ended with the best question to end with. Did you? You didn't even. That was all random, too. It was all random. I wanted wow. to give the worst answer ever here, but we're being recorded. Really? Yeah, let's stay appropriate, just, Kyle. Stay golf. appropriate. Just, <laughs> still the same answer, golf. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my wife, my family, my um, and golf. Boom. Um. I think the answer for me would be seeing the success of my family, the growth of my family, and seeing everybody else happy and content and enjoying each other. That makes me happy. So the part of that is business. Part of that is what we do together as a family and how we, how we operate together as a family, um, whether everybody likes each other or not. Um, you know, all of those things play into that, I think. How's that? Quite, how's that answer? You like that, Steve? I liked it, <laughs> but we're out of questions. We're out of questions. Yep. All right, Kyle. <laughs> let's wrap. Let's wrap this Q and A up. I hope it was uh, interesting to people. Anybody who cares. But um, Steve, do you have do you have any questions that you can drum up in your brain? Oh, there we go. Random question by Steve. Random question by Steve. Thrown in without Chat a GPT? heads up. No. I, oh, we need a Chat GPT question. I need a. I need a suggestion for a date night for for uh, for Friday night. Ooh, that's a good one. How about um, how about does your is your uh, is your wife scared of heights? No. There is the um, that dinner that you do. What is that thing called? You do it up uh, up on the up on the top of the um, the Re- ball reunion tower. 
No, it's not on the reunion tower. You actually do it on like it's on a it's on a tower. It's on a crane that they take you up and you do dinner up there. And you're on. It's kind of like being on one of those rides, but you sit up there and you got a table and you got a bartender and a chef and everything in front of you, and you're up like hundreds of feet up in the air and just doing dinner. Your feet are dangling down, and it's weird. That's here in the Metroplex. Yeah, dinner in the sky. I think is what it's called. Hmm. They have it. They have it in most major cities. They also have it in Dallas. I'll give you a, a a unique answer here, Steve. Maybe unique. Um, one of the coolest date night things, ironically, that I have done and still sometimes do is there's this thing called an adventure book mm. that I don't All know if you've ever heard of this. it, but it is unique. You basically don't know what your date is until you are ready to go and you scratch it off and it tells you what to do. Um, it basically gives you some picture hints of like what you, you know, it may involve eating that you need a babysitter and you need at least 50 bucks. You know, that's about as much information as you get. Oh, and you might need to get in the car, not get in the car, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, going on an adventure in the, uh, what is it? The mystery part of it makes it fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. And isn't as expensive as John's suggestion. And being open. (laughs) I like it because you, it makes, forces you to be open to anything it's kind of like playing truth or dare right yep but i think it's safer probably cool. what your friends look into do both to of you. those we've put, we've done one as as unique as uh making <clears throat> baking uh what was it baking cookies blindfolded and the one person had to tell you what to do and the <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah so i was fun. blindfolded and couldn't <clears throat> see if i was you know throwing eggs into what? a batter what? of pizza or if i was actually making cookies i had no idea i'm trying to decide <laughs> if i wanted a cookie made by you blindfolded given instruction by your wife or the other way around i'm pretty sure i probably would have messed with her more if she was the blindfolded one hmm. you know those cookies yeah, might have ended up true. With they like, might have had like parsley or something in them huh yeah like instead of baking soda you get you know you don't use baking <laughs> soda for actual baking but you know put baby powder in there or something so yeah <laughs> yeah but all you got to do is say get the baking powder and she already knows where it is she could probably get it that is so true <laughs> actually that was that was why i suggested me be blindfolded because i'm like this, this this isn't fair you could you could you could you could travel this. this kitchen blindfolded and you know uh, that's funny. It's like a, someone sent me a video yesterday that was like uh your your wife is a. Uh, is your you use your wife as a memory notepad sometimes? Like, why do I need to remember where all the stuff is in the kitchen? You you know exactly where it is. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> save all my right. brain power. Close this out. Are we doing a chat GPT question or are we closing out? No. It's up to you. Steve Cosio, thank you very much. And you here at Podcast Mansfield for presenting our questions and being involved in our in our podcast today. We wish we had radio voices like you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, if everybody <laughs> wants to add more questions, throw in questions that may be asked at our next Q&A session, give us a call, 817-818-9039. Shoot us an email at showmethemoney show me the at wertpm.com. And thanks for tuning in. We out. Out. <laughs>